What's up, everybody? It's time for another Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Keefe. Today's podcast is an interview with Ken J of Static X. Check it out. And the Ghost Cult Magazine podcast welcomes in the great Ken J of Static X. Ken, how's it going? Everything is, well, everything is weird. How about you? <laughs> same, same. 2020 in a nutshell. Yeah, no um, kidding, man. You know, obviously, I'm excited to talk about the new album, the long time in the works, Project Regeneration Volume 1. Um, but obviously, first, you know, of course, I, I super hope that you, your family, your friends, the band, everybody related to is okay and safe. You know, that this coronavirus, we have, you know, people exercising their you know freedoms in the street, protesting, and hopefully nobody's been hurt, injured, sick, or anything like that lately. That's <laughs> And same to you. Yeah, I hope hope uh, everybody, hope you and yours are doing well. Um, it's uh, everybody, everybody is fine and healthy. We, you know, there are a couple of friends of the band who had to deal with it. Um, I'm friends with uh, several nurses actually who've had to deal with it, and um, uh, yeah. I, man, I don't even know what to say anymore than that. It's just such a strange thing. Right, and you guys were right in the middle of, uh, you know, many, multiple years of touring behind uh, last year's Wisconsin Death Trip anniversary and now the new album, and you had been to Russia and all over the world, all over Europe, right when this thing broke out at the end of last year. You were over there. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's got to be kind of scary to come back and then start seeing all this stuff. Well, I actually, <laughs> I didn't put this out there. Um, I did not have uh, coronavirus. But at some point, and it, it, it realistically, it was not, I did not get it overseas. We, they have no idea of the country at origin, of origin at all. But in between, I, um, when, after we got back from Australia, last year, I had a persistent cough. I had some uh, achy joints for about four days, but, you know, I was 53 years old, um, so achy joints are kind of a daily thing anyway, when you, especially when you wake up, you know. Um, but, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty healthy guy for my age, and, and to have this persistent cough, and it just kind of went on. Um, and then... Um, I decided to, and I had all the, you know, travel flu shots and everything before I went on tour just to be safe because I'm older. And um, I ended up, I ended up in the hospital before the last leg of the U.S. tour in the winter uh, for six days. I was quarantined for five days. They found out I didn't, what I had was not contagious, but I had a, golf ball sized mass in my upper right lung that um, uh, you know again not contagious not coronavirus nothing like that but it was um, that's enough to make me you know slightly paranoid about what is going on now and, and you know really really wanting people to to watch out for each other and mask up and use the hand sanitizer, you know, do whatever you do, got to do to, to stay healthy. I, I don't know that I really 
buy into the indefinite lockdown thing, you know, that uh, I think that's a little rough for people socially. Um, but, you know, uh, it's it's been weird. It certainly reshaping not just our plans, but really the, the music industry. So, you know, what needs to be done remains to be seen yet, I guess. No, that's a good answer, man. You know, I feel like I feel like, yeah, eventually we'll get through this. Hey man, if Zero can wear a mask on stage for two hours under some blazing lights, then, you know, anybody can just, you know, won't be inconvenienced to wear a mask in public and, you know, do what's I, right. Yeah, I th- I think so. I've I've been you know, we we are actually doing kind of a a show this weekend that is you know, the Last weekend, the state of Wisconsin, they had uh, IndyCar race uh, Saturday and Sunday. They had over 10,000 people. They were socially distanced. They wore masks. They took temperatures from people going inside the track. Um, so we are playing a show in Ringle, Wisconsin on Saturday. And um, they're only selling 20% of the venue. And, and you know, we've been assured that that uh, social distance, that all the protocols are going to be taken. Um, hopefully, you know, my feeling that is that I'm a little ambivalent. I don't want, nobody should want anybody to get sick with this thing because it sounds nasty, you know. But um, I'm also for just trying, you know, just trying to see if we can, if bands can find a way forward to do this if if you know the bands and the promoters everybody's got to take it seriously and you know i'm gonna try to play in a cloth mask and, and we'll go from there you know we'll see i i seriously don't know if it can be done but we'll find out right on somebody's got to be the astronaut and give it a try and uh you know, I appreciate yeah. you. You're willing to put yourself out there and do this. And, um, you know, obviously any any musician, your livelihood is really on touring. And you guys have been killing it on tour. Uh, and to have that, you know, the entire music industry jeopardized and, you know, interrupted by this insane virus that, you know, we maybe we saw coming. We didn't see coming. We weren't prepared. We were prepared. It's it's confusing and, and stressful. I'm so sorry for all you guys and gals out there who've lost your livelihoods. And it's not just the bands. It's the crew. It's everybody. So, well, um, and, and I mean, it's an entire you're a part of this industry. I am. It's everybody, you know, it's reporting on live shows, is, you know, and and it's not just the life show itself. It's, it's this entire contained industry, much like every industry. And um, I, that is one thing that I did take a little bit of offense about is people trying to decide what was essential and non-essential. I mean, you know, it's playing live shows is kind of essential for a musician's health. It's, a major reason you do this um, and I, so so that to me in a sense is essential 
the size of the crowd, maybe, you know, that's something that's got to be looked at. But it's also, you know, you can't, it can't be, it can't be a losing venture for any anybody, and then to have people get sick from it, you know, there's so many uh, variables that come <laughs> into this thing that it's unreal. But yeah, you're you're you may think of it as well as my podcast. It's a part of the music industry, and especially the modern music industry. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, like my whole social life revolves around going to shows here and you and go and co- and we cover stuff all over the world. It's not just you know me. We have a huge staff everywhere. And but me personally, my whole yeah, my whole world is going to several shows a week, interviewing bands in the in the bars and tour buses and sweaty basements and being right next to people. And I remember very vividly my last show before all this was you know shoulder to shoulder in a sold out club watching Soulfly. So, yeah. uh, you know, and it's, there's no other way. I mean, Max walked through the room, right down the middle of the room that was packed, sold out, and he, you know, climbed through the crowd, high-fived everybody, handed the mic to people to sing into it. Like, hardcore shows are like that. Uh, you know, all kinds yeah. of rock shows are like that. So, you know, it's going to be very interesting what the future looks like. Um, and I do hope and I do believe we will get it back eventually, back where it was, but it's just going to take some time. And, and, uh, I, and, and some and you know some experimentation with it, and that's a that's a terrible word to use for it. But but we, you know, it's the only way to find out what works. Um, uh, and you know, none of us want to get sick either. But but you know, streaming live shows is it's interesting and it's cool and and everything. But but eventually it. It's what you're talking about, about being at this whole flash show. It's that contact. I'm not the most social guy, which is really weird because I talk a lot and Tony jokes about it. But I'm also, you know, outside of the band when I'm home, I I, I work outside a lot. I'm remodeling a house um, and I take care of my parents. And so I'm not super social, but... The, the contact of the band, being able to, to hang out with Tony and Koichi and Zero and and just, you know, that there's just nothing like playing a live show. There, it's just that instant feedback and, oh, man, it's just, it's really an amazing thing to be at and to, and to be able, you know, to go out and on those last tours last year to to watch Raven Black and Wednesday and Devil Driver, just all the bands we toured with, Soil in Europe, and you're you're, it's just such a a healthy thing to take that all in and to have that social contact. You know, it's not even about being Ken J in that moment. It's just that feedback of live music and people and the the energy of it. It's just such a healthy thing. We we can't lose that. I agree, uh, and I'm you know I'm glad you mentioned that too because I think in a way that kind of is the the logical progression with this album. You know, if it was just this album or it was just you know going out and honoring Wayne, which you guys did a marvelous, wonderful thing for fans and yourselves. Um, I really do believe that you know in a chicken versus egg kind of way. You know this album's amazing, and I'm I'm stoked to talk all about it. Um, it was even better than I imagined it could be. 
Uh, and I'm sure just like you, I got chills hearing Wayne's voice, just hearing that scream and hearing his tone come over the headphones. I was like, wow, I'm going to, this is unreal. But also, I think in a way, it's great that you guys kind of, you know, reinvigorated the band and reminded the fans that, you know, it's not just about the history, which is deep and, and amazing and worth honoring, but this new stuff is great also. And I do want you to get out there and play these new songs live too. Well, uh, thank you. Yeah, it, you know, it it was such a it's 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 a little we're not ready to to I think that project regeneration is just you know the idea of touring first was wasn't just to, to get back out in front of fans. It was also you know, we we agreed to do it. Tony Tony spearheaded this thing. We agreed to do it, and then the first video we shot, the announcement video, um, the three of us were talking, and and I realized that outside the band, you know, Static X is a, a thirty year part of my history. I mean, I met Wayne in fall, the fall of nineteen eighty eight, so it's over thirty years now, and. Um, you know the the that friendship and you know that we had static X was really the only the tail end of it you know if people think about it because because it was 88 and it was you know then 99 before death trip came out yeah that was the band thing was what brought us together but you know what what kept us together as friends for so long was just that there was a relationship outside of the band. Well, you know, Tony and Koichi had that too. Tony and Tony was 22 years old when, when, you know, we joined the band and, and met him, or when he joined the band. Koichi was, you know, that same year, and, and it's such a huge part of our lives that while it was a, a memorial tour, we... Project Regeneration is proof that we're not really ready to say goodbye to Wayne, let's move on. You know, there had to be, it had to be that original lineup. You know, there was just, I, to me, it felt like that. Um, but it also had to have, you know, some kind of new energy. And I think that the age and experience we've all got from, from playing and playing outside of the band, we were able to bring back in, and and it it seems that people are really grabbing on to the energy of, of Project Regeneration. I'm really happy about that. I I hopefully soon. It's a weird thing you t you talk about getting back out there, but you know it's the world right now is such a a, a now in the moment thing that. We hope we do get to go back out there. Dude, I'm giving you a bunch of long answers. <laughs> no, I, I, dig, <laughs> I, I dig it, man. I dig it. Well, I tend to be, you know, what What I love about interviews is I'm pretty long-winded myself. I do a lot of podcasting and a lot of stuff. So, And I write, obviously, a ton of stuff. So I love it. I love talking to artists and hearing your story. I want to hear your story. That's why I do this. So don't worry about well, it. <laughs> podcasting is a, a really, uh, I have a friend, a couple of friends that do it. And oddly enough, 
one of my first interview in regards to this album was with a guy that was a, a friend. I've, I've known him for over 25 years. He was part of the music scene that Static X was a part of at the time. And, and so I'm doing this interview, and it, it's more, I like it. It's kind of, it's better than the, um, it, it's more of a conversational friend thing to me. I, I really enjoy that. I, it's one of a huge plus to the, the modern world, you know. Podcasting. I'm yeah. a fan. Nice. <laughs> I'm glad. Thank you. Me too. Um, the 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 album plays kind of like a greatest hits in a way. Like there's you know there's nothing that feels you know sort of uh, like a retread. Everything is very fresh, but stylistically every it almost feels like whatever you know Wayne was working on there. Uh, off and on over time before this music was rediscovered and his tracks were rediscovered and you guys put these tracks together, your own parts, it feels very fresh and it feels like kind of like, oh yeah, this would be the next record with Wayne. This is brilliant. And uh, it has like a little bit, if you're an old school fan, it has a little bit of everything. If you just discovered the band recently, I feel like, you know, it has something for you also. So I think it's, uh, you guys did a fantastic job. Well, good. That was, um, you know the the reviews have been really positive, and and there was one there was one overwhelmingly positive review. But I think that one point he had brought up was that he said, you know, for fans of modern metal, it may not offer much. And I'm kind of like, well, I don't, I don't, and you know, I'm nitpicking. The 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 overall review was. It was utterly fantastic, but that was the thing was, you know, Static Wisconsin Death Trip era Static X was presented, but Wayne wasn't what you would call really a metal guy at that time. You know, he was he was really kind of anti metal, and but we he loved guitar driven stuff. You know. And, and obviously he was he's such a fantastic rhythm player and uh and we you know one band we all all four of us grabbed onto that we really liked was prong and ministry you know and so for us it was tying in those influences and yet making it our own well that's kind of project regeneration there's obviously more experience now but you almost, you know, instead of you, you just find what fits. You you already click as people. You find what fits and works, and and it just came out that way. I have, that is again another long answer for I don't know how it works. <laughs> it just does. You're, you're good, <laughs> well, man. And, you're well, good. and having Ulrich Wild around is just such a huge blessing for the band he get he gets it I think he gets us more than we get ourselves and you know he he always gets such good performances out of people and, and he just I don't know he just is such a big picture guy that his importance to it can't be understated 
No, of course. Uh, that was actually my my next question. So you helped me do my segue for me. Um, <laughs> he is. Hey, he is. I'm, I'm here. Yeah, man, you'd be a great co-host. He is great, and I do I do feel like yeah, I think it definitely brought something to the album to have his touch on it, and uh, it sounds like an Ulrich Wild record. Um, and it's you know, and he obviously is intertwined with the Static X history, you know. So it's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. You guys got the Dream Team almost all back together. Um, exactly. Was it was any of this stuff just you know obviously beside hearing Wayne for the first time and come through the speakers was it was any of this stuff difficult for you personally to just kind of you know okay you know beyond just I make music and you know here's time to play drums and put a pattern down but like was any of this just hard for you like oh you know this is also my friend and a huge part of my life was any of that like tough? I I would tell in congratulations you're you're the first one to really to ask this question in, in depth um, uh, because I've texted a couple of friends about it um, when I got the original demos you know once those had been restored enough um, I made it a point to go through and listen to, listen to everything as a whole because I knew uh, hearing it was, and especially because he was singing so much on these demos. You know, that when I first met him in 88, essentially Deep Blue Dream, well, not essentially, they were a goth band, and he, he sang a lot, and he had a, a really wonderful voice. And it was something we had gotten away from, and, and you know, Tony, even Tony, Mr. Death Metal, was the like, you know, by the time we got to the Shadow Zone writing, and, you know, Tony was like, hey, why don't you sing a little? You know, you got a good voice, man. Why don't you sing a little? So, you, you, now that you, as the podcaster, have heard that, um, I get the demos, immediately started working on drum parts, uh, you know, some arrangement stuff, whatever. And we go through the course. Uh, uh, basically, I'll tell you that um, since I've gotten the full album, I can't listen to it as a whole because of the personal aspect. It's it's just simply too hard for me emotionally to listen to it um, well, as a whole. I, I you know, have checked out all the songs individually over all the finished songs individually and I'm, I'm able to do that but yeah the listening to it as a whole was just uh, too much for me right now still it's, it, it is I mean you know it's just such a huge part of my life and, and especially the stuff where he sings that takes me back to you know getting demos in the fall of 88 and just thinking, wow, you know, this guy's voice is, is really cool. And, uh, you know, hopefully I can be in, the, in this band, you know. And it, it takes me all, it's all just a huge flashback. So, yeah, it, it's hard. It's hard. I haven't, Luigi and Tony and I texted release today and, and I think that we 
it was more about the response to it, you know, the, how everything had been positive, and, and we were really happy with that. But we all alluded to the fact that, you know, it, it, it's a little hard to hear his voice. Oh, for sure, man, no doubt. Um, I will I will single out and say that that final track, Dead Souls, which is definitely, if people haven't heard this record yet and they somehow hear this podcast before they've heard the record, that's, that's one of the best tracks on there, just because it's last, don't skip it or miss it. His singing on there, I didn't. I don't really do like the for fans of thing in my writing. But when I listened to it, it reminded me of like the fall or early Killing Joke or early Ministry, like a really wonderful melody and phrasing. Like not a lot of screaming, only singing, and the track is unique for even the band. And that was a definite highlight for me. On top of all the other real, you know, dancey aggro evil disco stuff that I love and everybody loves. Well, and I, I, I can't tell you, obviously I, I cannot speak for him, but I can tell you for, for, from somebody who was there back when he was younger, um, you just mentioned, like, some of his favorite bands ever, you know. If you would have said uh, uh, Joy Division, you would have just totally capped it off. <laughs> right, and that's, and that's what I tell people. I'm like, if you can see, if you can hear the Joy Division part in there, then you know. But yeah, he. I think he would be honored to hear something like that. He loved those bands. He loved, you know, Sisters of Mercy and Joy Division. Those were the only bands he talked about when I first met him. And in the fall, uh, he, uh, he just was was really really a goth guy at the time I was the I was you know the metalhead kid it was trying out for Deep Blue Dream was such a uh, unique experience for me because I'd just been in like hard rock and metal cover bands at that point and I knew I wanted to do something original and here it, it kind of their demos to the six song demo that they gave me was kind of like electric era uh, or a uh, uh, she sells sanctuary Ella era cult you know um, probably more of the love era so 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 anyway yeah you hit on some big names there he would have been proud to have heard right on uh, and actually hearing that about you makes a lot of sense that big drum sound that makes a lot of sense you brought that in I don't think a lot of other guys play the way you play. I think that's why the band also sounds unique and uh, all those parts coming together to make this magic, man. I, I'm very thankful to get this record. I never thought I would hear new music from Wayne or, or any of you guys all together in one one place. And I, I do hope we get our lives back and our uh, your livelihood back and our, our destination back. You know, we get everything back and you guys get back out there again and do this again. Well, thank you. Uh, um Thank you for the compliments. I'm really, I'm really honored. Um, just because I don't, I don't know. I know that I feel a need in this band. <laughs> you know, but from a, 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 I don't know. I, I guess just I've taught for those I had taught for the last 15 years and, and kind of thought that maybe my time in bands was over 
Um, but I kind of, you know, the experience of teaching, I had to, when you teach someone, and especially somebody that's beginning, you know, you kind of have to, you have to think outside yourself so much as a drummer that you, then you have to break it all down and, and go back just to basic stuff and the form and the, everything. And the weird thing is that in that 15 years of teaching, it helped me to probably more define myself as a drummer. So I'm, I'm really honored that you uh, think that about uh, my style and everything. Thank you so much. Yeah, man, my pleasure. Yeah. My pleasure. And it's been a pleasure catching up with you. I'm going to give you back your time. Thank you for this record. Thank you for everything. And, uh, you know, keep your head up. Good luck with everything. Stay safe. And uh, we'll see you back on the show, hopefully, you know, sometime, eventually. <laughs> you got it. You stay safe there, too, in New York. That's, uh, prayers up for you, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Good luck with everything. Thanks for checking out today's podcast. Follow, like, and subscribe wherever you hear these podcasts. Also check out Ghost Cult Magazine on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And finally check us out at ghostcultman.com. We're out. Peace.